0: On today's episode I'm talking with Nick Landers from Moulton, Alabama. And back in December, Nick decided to go hunt the Bankhead National Forest with its rugged mountainous terrain, the long hikes, and the rewards that it holds. So I hope you enjoy Nick tells his story, this great story, and about his this awesome hunt and about this world class buck that he took. Not many people could say they've done what Nick done, especially in Alabama. You're listening to the Alabama Sports Podcast. Nick, I was on uh, Facebook, and I saw where you posted a picture of that big buck you killed. Uh, how many points did it have?
1: He was a typical 12-point with a kicker on his left G2 about two and a half inches, so 13 scoreable, but a typical 12.
0: Did you have it scored?
1: So far, uh, a local guy here, Jamie McKay, done a rough score, and he told me that he didn't put an exact tape on the horns, mm-hmm. but he said that what he calculated up right now was 188 and 4 eighths.
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that sun gun is a beast.
1: Yeah, you look at the, uh, the pictures, and even he said his self is – He said, the pictures don't do it justice. The taxidermist I have it at, it's a guy I've known for a long time, actually said when he went to leave, he went to take a picture of it and said, I I can't even take a picture. He said, the phone don't do it justice just for the fact of all the mass that it has.
0: How much, that's what I was fixing to ask you, how much uh, mass in inches did it have?
1: Um, Not exactly sure. I I actually didn't get a tape on it myself yet. I'm going to let 60-day drying period, then I'll get a hold of it, but It's still over at the other guy's house. But right now, it looks like his circumference measurements at the bases between G1, G2, and G3. Only one of those circumference measurements didn't make five inches.
0: Oh, my gosh. Man, that's a good huge. (laughs) That's a great buck.
1: And he actually carries it all the way out to the ends, uh, around his G4s and G5s. It's over three fingers wide in width.
0: Did he say, when he put that tape on that buck, did he say how long his main beams were?
1: Uh, I believe the measurements on those were 24 and 25. Wow. I think his inside spread was, uh, on the insides, about over 18 and a half, something
0: like that. Yeah, if you ain't seen the buck, you need to look on Facebook. That son was huge. It's it's a monster buck. And um, when, when did you kill him?
1: It would be the day after Christmas, December 26th, and pulled the trigger about 945.
0: Was he uh, chasing a doe or anything, or what was he doing?
1: Oh, oh yes, he was... He come through. Uh, only thing I can explain it is uh, a buck roar, uh, chasing a doe wide open, with a spike and a six point right behind him. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, you know, good rut behavior, but something almost out of the ordinary in my opinion for that large a buck to have that small of a buck right behind him. I mean, I've seen him chase up there pretty hard, mm-hmm. but to have that many and uh, be that aggressive. Uh, you know, you hear him grunting, going in behind him and chasing him, but he was, he was definitely tearing
0: it up. Yeah. Yeah. We call them satellite books. You know, they just kind of orbit around them, you know? Oh, yeah. That's why, that's probably why him. he was doing that, uh, that buck roar like you're talking about, you know, he's, oh, yeah. he's kind of mad, wasn't he? I
1: don't think they had a chance, but <laughs> <laughs> he was letting them know anyway.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, are you, what, uh, were you hunting on, uh, private land?
1: Uh, no, sir. I was hunting. Um, obviously, it's a big place, so it's not going to give away any details. It was in, in Bankhead. Uh, you know, thank Bankhead. <laughs>
0: it's <Yeah. laughs>
1: you hear the stories. Oh yeah. Uh, I kind of I kind of grew up out there. Mm-hmm. Sadly, don't live there right now. Uh, as I've moved out of the house after college, mm-hmm. uh, live on a small farm down in Moulton, mm-hmm. but it's back up there. But it was on the national forest side, uh, not in the actual management area. Right. The management already over for the year but it was on the national forest land and way on back in there
0: now I, I you know i was looking at your facebook page and uh you got two other big old bucks on there also a big 11 pointer uh, it looks like an 11 pointer on back of your tailgate in 16 and then a big eight you killed back in 15 were they also on bankhead
1: actually the 11 point was killed in a imaginary hunt in Bankhead. the big eight was killed on another family farm actually on the Lawrence Morgan County line. And I killed another one that was a big mainframe eight with uh, several kickers that had 12 inch G2s back in 2012 in
0: Manchester. Good Lord <laughs> and mercy, man. And how old are you?
1: Uh, be 25 next month.
0: 25, and you've already killed that caliber of a bucks. I'm telling you, you're a heck of a hunter. You, well, you're doing something some uh, all of us other guys ain't doing. <laughs> What's your it's secret? called
1: walk a long way, walk, walk a long way, do your homework, and the rest of it's luck.
0: There you go. Just right. getting out there and being in the woods. There you go. When you go into Bankhead, do you do you take a tree stand or do you just mainly hunt on the ground?
1: I've used tree stands in the past, bow hunting, mm-hmm. and I've had one or two experiences taking tree stands to where my usual rifle hunting spots are. Mm-hmm. I don't like to be that drenched in sweat when I get somewhere. So, <laughs> most of the time I'm, I'm hunting on the ground. And with the Big Book was killed, and as in all the rest of them out there that I've killed, have been sitting on the ground with them.
0: Well, if you that far back in there, how long did it take you to drag him out?
1: He's actually not my furthest hunting spot. Right. But it took me about four
0: hours. Oh, my goodness, boy. Would you and kill that's him? In- with,
1: that's boy. with help.
0: <laughs> did you kill him in in the morning hunt or the afternoon hunt?
1: It was in the morning about nine forty five. Okay,
0: so it was, it was pushing dark, close to dark before you got him out then, wasn't it?
1: Uh I think it was about two. About two? When I finished they got him on the about, yeah, right at two when we got him to the tail on the tailgate.
0: Mm. Man, I bet you how much did he weigh, do you think?
1: I didn't actually put him on a scale well, when I got him to the truck. I went down to the Renn store, done my traditional after a kill a good buck, get a Yoo-Hoo and
0: a beef and cheese and
1: kind of try to recoup. Yeah. Uh, And then I took him, and the processors already got him back to me. Uh, I've got from him 131 pounds of meat.
0: Golly.
1: A little over two, probably.
0: Yeah. That's a big old buck, man. That is a a great buck. He
1: he wasn't fat either. He actually had uh, some of his, uh, towards his, end of his back there some of his bones were not not visible but you run your hand over it he wouldn't he wouldn't just eat up with fat
0: yeah a lot of times uh you know right there where his tail connects to his body you know if it's real bony you know you can tell he's lost a lot of a lot of fat but if it's fat you know if it's real chunky you know he's still kind of healthy usually you know that time of year when they're chasing they're going to be bony anyway and a buck like that you know it to be bony at still 200 pounds is an awesome buck
1: Oh, yeah, every, every five foot I got rem- reminded of how heavy it was.
0: Did you have to, was it uphill or all the oh, way? It
1: was, it was very much uphill. Uh,
0: <laughs>
1: I had a game cart in the back of the truck, and to be honest with you, in that situation, I didn't get it till I got probably 400 yards from the road. I finally went and got it when I got to a little more normal right, area. Right. Because if you were to let go of the game cart or slip – you'd lose all your progress or most of it
0: was it worth it oh every second of it <laughs> uh, i don't i bet uh, did you have any game camera pictures of him or did you just go in there and just hunt in a spot that you've always hunted
1: actually i've a couple times over the years put game cameras out in the forest you know uh, off and on you know you're not guaranteed to keep them <laughs> right. that's why i really don't uh i knew there was some good deer in there had seen some younger bucks with potential last year but to be the caliber of deer he was not quite expecting
0: that how old would you say he was
1: they took the bottom jaw out and cut a cross section out tax did when he caped him mm-hmm. and according to his teeth and their aging they're saying four and a half what? which yeah to me <clears throat> looking at the rest of his body he had some odd hair stuff that looked like in some old fighting scars that i'm gonna say he had to have been five and a half because it's getting that gray area been able to tell exactly oh yeah his teeth wear was was not what you would expect it to be by just looking at the deer
0: wow i mean just looking at the deer i when i seen the deer i said this is a five and a half six and a half year old deer
1: yeah and that's that's i'm kind of leaning to the point where maybe his diet was a not as hard on him as far as tooth wear and he might he's probably a five and a half but uh, one guy or two guys has looked at it pretty sure that from you know judging off the tooth decay that it was four and a half
0: that is unbelievable man that's some genes right there. that's genetics right there oh yeah that's they uh
1: the the story is is back in the 60s 70s somewhere in there uh they brought a lot of deer into certain areas of Alabama right from Michigan and several other places and released them to do some restocking and that really shows in certain areas Uh, not saying the normal Alabama deer can't grow that large but on occasion having those uh, up north genes mixed in potentially helps
0: right the the, when you go way back into bank I've never hunted that I've never the National Forest, the Mansionary Ethan. I've never hunted up in there. I've been in a hunting club, you know, since I was a teenager. Well, actually, before I was a teenager, but um, you know, and, and we have hunted areas, but not that far up. But when you go in there, and I know there's a lot of foot traffic. You know, you got they got they close off a lot of roads. Is that, am I correct?
1: In some cases, uh, a lot of it's open. There's a lot of a lot of the greenfield roads. Obviously, you know, some of the greenfields are mile and a half, two miles back to them. Mm-hmm um it's one of those things that if you don't know where you're going you better be careful there's anywhere from two to five to ten people lost out there every year right uh, you're gonna find your way out unless you walk circles which is easy to do uh, you've got some places you can go five six seven miles one direction before you get a road right uh, uh, but when you're hunting the national forest land there's there's areas that you can get lost a ways but mostly it's one of those things if you're not prepared for it I wouldn't go in midday and hunt till dark mm. uh, I'm not gonna say you gotta walk two miles back in there to kill a to kill a eight point but it's one of those things that you've hunted hunting clubs your whole life I had been in one and didn't hunt the management area for probably two years mm-hmm. uh, trying to hunt the club it's 5,000 acre club and it just couldn't be managed properly and I wasn't seeing hardly any deer and Although you can't go to this management area and expect to see a deer every time you go, I have went out there and hunted four or five days straight, all day hunts, and never seen as much as a great swirl move. Right, but they're not loaded. But on occasion, when you get back in the right spot, if you if you see one, there's a pretty good chance he's not going to be a spike. <laughs>
0: And the next question I was leading up from from what I was talking about was um, when you go that far back in there, have, do you see a lot of people that actually will take that chance of going way in there?
1: On occasion, mm-hmm. uh, depending on you look at your maps where your other roads come in. Now, I have been a mile and a half back in on a special little spot, and somebody come up walking up an old logging road, and you whistle at them, and they look at you as bewildered as all can be because it looks like almost they don't even know where they're at
0: <laughs>
1: and trying to figure out how you got to where you're at right i've been walked up on two or three miles in but it's generally very few people are going to go off the beaten path walking that far right uh, and, and for good reason it, it's got hogs out there uh, i've actually been been false charged and actually charged before uh, mm. and that that gives you different perspective when you're off by yourself like that
0: so oh, yeah now uh you tell me before we started the show you was telling me that you had somebody with you on this hunt uh
1: yes actually i'd actually been hunting pretty regular beforehand had a week off work and then didn't go back to the day after new year and i just got married in may mm-hmm. and the last years uh, my wife and beforehand fiance wanted to make it a thing is the day after christmas if she's off too she wants to go hunting with me so okay. i told her well this is kind of where i want to go i've been seeing some good sign they're starting to chase um uh, let's uh let's go up there so after some convincing and uh, a little nervousness <laughs> on the way in, luckily it wasn't daylight enough for her to realize the the terrain too yeah. well going in she was she was pretty nervous uh, i'm not a big fan of heights myself but due to the work i do occasionally I get a little more used to it yeah she uh she made it in there and uh, she was sitting she was sitting next to me when it all <laughs> when when I pulled a trigger on him
0: was she was she nervous did she have buck favor
1: yeah I, I'll have to I have to say she did because <laughs> of course you know it's one of them deals when they come running through chasing the doe you don't have a whole lot of time to really react and to know how big he was mm-hmm. you know about the ground shrinkage if you shoot one and you get to him and you think well might not have should have pulled the trigger right uh it was the only time i've ever had it be other than one or two other bucks be reversed on me is not realize how the size of the deer matched up <laughs> until i got on top of him
0: so you'd have shot him two more miles in further if you had to have wouldn't
1: you i would have or <laughs> further than that <laughs> yeah
0: there you go Dad, uh, you told us in the, in the first of the show that you had somebody helping you. Was she the one that helped you drag him out?
1: She actually helped me for for good ways. Uh, as soon as I pulled the trigger, there was only, uh, my dad is the only other person that knows where in the world if my truck's on the road <laughs> where I'm going to be at. Right. And he actually was not hunting with me that morning. He was actually helping my grandfather with something. And I called him and said, hey, uh, I, I've killed the biggest one I've ever killed. Here's where I'm at. And would you mind coming and helping me? He said, I'm on my way. So, and I, when I had got to where I could get signal and call him, he took him, you know, a good while to get up there. But when he finally got up there, it was, uh, it was still an uphill battle. Uh, mm-hmm. It would have took way more than a four hour drag time with just me and her dragging it. Right. It so was a lot of help getting him to a certain point, but he got field dressed really quick.
0: No, yeah. Well, you broke her in right on her first deer hunt. Did uh, she say she's going to go back with you next time?
1: Oh, yeah. She's she's actually went with me several times. Oh, okay. Uh, She's actually went with me me once up there to one of my longer walk spots to do some scouting and another time to hunt. And she loves it. Uh, She enjoys it. She hasn't carried a rifle herself, Mm -hmm. but she, she likes being up there with me and enjoying it. And I kept telling her, I said, until you see one in the woods or see one chasing in the woods, you won't ever get the idea of why i really like to sit out here. Yep. And she explained to me that I understand now. She said, I ain't never seen anything like that or experienced anything like that, and uh, <laughs> I'm really liking this.
0: Well, it sounds like you got a really good wife.
1: Oh, yeah. You know, she's, a, she's awesome. I couldn't ask for nothing better.
0: Well, when you do it like that and, and you take them with you like that, it just, she knows how much it means to you, and... You know, and, and it means a lot to her. It seems like, and so I don't think you ever have any problems. You know, because you know, with with her griping at you for going hunting all the time. You know, you hear a lot of horror stories about wives and their husbands hunting, and you know, you always think, oh, I hope my wife don't ever do like that. And you <laughs> know, <laughs> so I think you, you know, I think you broke her in I, right. Oh
1: yeah, I hunt a lot. Uh, I put a lot of time in mm-hmm. on occasion. I have to uh, not go in an evening hunt and obviously we got to spend time with your wife so oh yeah. uh, but i'm hoping to get her a little more into the sport next year uh get her i've got her getting her rifle set up out of the gun cabinet that ease her into shooting a little better i told her you know uh, this year i would let you start shooting i said but where we're at uh, where i like to go i said i really don't want you to bail off in there and injure one of those deer uh, Cause that's just not not ethical i said you right. know this summer we're going to set you up and get you get you shooting out to a good distance uh, freehand down on the table that way you know it's a little better
0: do you plan on getting in a hunting club anytime soon or are you going to stick with hunting public land or what's your plans for the future
1: well i'm looking to expand some of my own property mm-hmm. looking to buy some for myself I, I would prefer some around the management area just because that's kind of where i I grew up. Right. Uh, I'd like to get back up there and be honest with you, I've looked at hunting clubs, I've looked at Tennessee, looked at hearing people say, Well, I see twenty deer a day here. Well, you know, driving an hour and a half or driving fifteen to thirty minutes, I may not see near as many deer, but looking at the results that I've got for the time I put in and the knowledge I've acquired and, you know, not a whole lot of years, but some good places to go i I don't really see myself excited to get in a hunting club now if the right opportunity arose especially maybe a good good turkey hunting area Mm -hmm. i I might get in on that
0: do you turkey hunt up there in bankhead
1: i do uh i actually prefer lauderdale Mm -hmm. um wildlife management area which is a lot of people call waterloo Mm -hmm. freedom hill right Uh, but I've killed, to be honest with you, I've killed one in Bankhead was my first bird I hunted for five or six years real hard when mm-hmm. I first started turkey hunting and having to learn, you know, pretty much how it went and killed a real good bird up there as my first bird and that's why I never hunted anywhere else but there until I got the first one because that's the challenge I kind of wanted to get out of the way.
0: Right. Are you as a passionate about turkey hunting as you are deer hunting? Oh, yes. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm a nut I'm for both the of them.
1: <laughs> yeah, everybody knows me. The month of April, if you plan something on Saturday, if you make me go, it, I'm I'm not, My mind's not there.
0: So, yep. <laughs> kind yep. of one of them things. Man, I'm the same. I'm the same exact way, man. I go nuts with them birds. Well, uh, maybe man, maybe I can get we sometime we go up there in that major area and you know try to do. I you know we also do uh, videos and stuff. We we're putting a lot of videos together right now. We hadn't published any uh, last year. Last turkey season, I I got a little place here I hunt on right here at my house, and uh, our property actually butts National Forest also, and we got a lot of turkeys around here. And my son, he finally killed his first turkey last year, and uh, you know we got it on video, and you know we're putting we're gonna put together a lot, we're gonna try to edit all these videos and stuff together and put out a lot of little small clips and stuff. But what we also want to do is you know get guys like you and go video you hunt. And that's why it's called the Alabama Sportsman. It ain't me. It's you, and it's everybody else, you know, in in Alabama that hunts. So, okay. you know, we wanna yeah. we wanna we wanna kind of, you know, just have everybody, you know, just 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 regular guys at work every day, and you know, that love to hunt and fish, and just get out there with y'all and talk, you know, and just, you know, just kind of, you know, just everyday guys, you know, just telling their story, you know.
1: Yeah, and, and that's something uh, I don't believe we have enough of is is the videos and stuff of people going and, and not getting something uh, not harvesting an animal because you know we know that's not what it's all about but right. keep looking at mainstream hunting TV it's either hey you know these guys keep keep getting these 150 160 class bucks and then you realize the real life part of it is you're lucky to <laughs> to hang one of those on your wall in a lifetime oh, if yeah. you're that fortunate to be you know in an area where you can that's right. I think I've talked to a lot of people that you know they they want to see what real people go through and not somebody just on there saying hey look at all these products that I might or might have not have got this this uh, this harvest with but you know just just being real with it and saying hey you know we're working class folks we're out here enjoying enjoying nature and just like everybody else is.
0: Well, if they want to see that, I got about 200 hours already. I could show them. <laughs> I'm telling I you I'm telling you man it's 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 fun, i mean golly man i i well, I tell you what I was off work from December the fifteenth I hunted on Christmas day, I hunted on my wife's birthday, her birthday's in December, my birthday's oh. in December, but she don't care i mean she's you know she's cool as a fan, you know she she don't care, she knows how passionate I am about this, and you know she don't she don't say a word and uh i got a great wife and you know anyway i every weekend i'm at the hunting club if i'm off i'm hunting you know and so everything i you know when we got married i said we're getting married in the summertime in a month that there's nothing i said so i don't want to affect turkey season i don't want to affect it when the crappie are biting i don't want to affect deer season so oh yeah
1: that's how we were we, we dated for a long time in, in high school and through college and all and i said you know when we started setting a date after we got engaged i tried my best i told her i said she said i want to follow with and i said i don't think that's going to work no, no. <laughs> and uh it, it it wound up till she said february i said no deer season's been pushed to the tenth. yep She. Said, I said, "In the rest of the month is me prepping for turkey. And she said, March. I said, early turkey season. She said, (laughs) I said, don't say the word. I said, you know that four-letter word, that five-letter word, April. I said, that's not going to happen. And she said, May. I said, we can talk. She said, first weekend, and that's it. I said, yeah, she didn't say it like that, but that's where she was at. I said, can we push it to the middle of May? She said, no. So, you know, the compromise was (laughs) May the 5th so
0: the first weekend in may but you know, of course it was worth it that's my little uh my, my little girl was born in may the 7th so i couldn't have done it in may so you know how it is <laughs> but yeah man i tell you what we go uh we go out to kansas we my dad's got a place out in kansas and uh we go out there and hunt and uh this year going. i'm gonna go i'm gonna in, in years past you know working for yourself and stuff i wasn't able to go out there I was just busy you know that time of year you're really busy people want things done but uh so this year i'm finally gonna get to go out there and turkey hunt you know i, I went out this past fall and you know was able to get a nice buck it wasn't the buck i wanted but i got a nice buck out there with my bow and so this year good lord willing we're gonna go out there and i'm gonna turkey hunt. and i tell you what man I, I i was sitting on a field on a bean field and I had 50 turkeys in front of me, 50. And man, <laughs> that's not Alabama stuff. No, uh-uh, no. And and up there, you know, I don't know if you know a whole lot about Kansas. You know, the trees don't have to grow too big to get the sunlight. And right. and so, you know, I'm probably seven feet off the ground, and these turkeys are walking all in front of me, you know, 15 yards, and not even they don't even look at me. You know, so hmm. if, if you can't kill a turkey in Kansas, you, you can't buy one at Winn-Dixie. <laughs> i mean i'm telling you it's something else up there but um <clears throat> see I, I i love that i love them love the, doing a lot of turkey hunting but i tell you what man 188 inches even if he shrinks you still have a boone and crockett buck man right
1: uh, i'm i'm looking at that you know i'm not looking at him to show boat him around and say look at what i've done you know it's one of them once in a lifetime opportunities obviously uh but i'm I'm gonna look into getting him, getting him officially scored once he gets that drying time.
0: Man, I would too, and I wish you would uh send us a text and let us know, uh you know what he's what his official score is.
1: Oh yeah, I'll I'll let you know. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait the time, and I think I've got somebody that lives fairly close that's on the Boone and Crockett official scoring list for it.
0: Man, that's awesome. Yeah, please let us know because I'm I'm sure once everybody hears this, they'll want to see the deer and you know know what it you know dried out to be. Um. Uh, yeah he's a he's a he's a monster well I'm gonna
1: do, get a half body mount done on him
0: are you you yeah, gonna do like I'll... a like a leaping like one like he's running or something
1: actually no it's gonna be like him standing next to like a, a tree stump or something yeah uh, i've always wanted to do a full body mount and that was one of the actual funny things after he got on the ground and i realized he he wouldn't go in nowhere as mm-hmm. uh, i looked at my wife and i said i said I'm gonna do a full body mount, and the look on her face was priceless.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs>
1: she got the idea. I've talked about it a lot, but she didn't ever really think I'd kill one big enough that I really wanted to do it with. But I told her, I said, if I do a full body mount on him, I said I'll I'll be constantly having to move him around in the house. So right. that's kind of where I settled at.
0: Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Well, you got a good wife. gonna don't you know? Ain't gonna say anything about a half a deer sitting over there in the corner. She said okay to the full body mount. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah, you got you a good one there. you Got oh, yeah. a good wife. Well, Nick, I appreciate you being on the show, man. And uh like I said, man, stay in touch with us. If you get if you kill some birds this year, let us know. And uh, if you get a chance, and you know you're gonna be on some birds, holler at us. We'll come up there and you know video it. I'd love to meet you in person and all, and, and let everybody else you know see what you seem like a great guy, man. And you, you I appreciate you, it. man. You you're a heck of a hunter. I mean, it's obvious. You know, you got three big bucks and. past you know three four years and shoot man that's 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 saying a lot for a young guy like you and i say young i mean heck i'm 44 so you know you're a lot younger than i am but you're you're on a you're on a roll man you're a heck of a hunter
1: well thank you uh yeah just uh just give me a holler and uh might show you around the management area up there if you happen to come up here during the spring or possibly during the
0: deer season. That'll work. Hey, uh, like I said, when you get that buck scored, you know, send us a text. We'd we'll like to advertise it for you. I mean, because uh, that's, yeah. you might not want to toot your horn, but we'll toot it for you. All
1: uh, right, I will, uh, I'll get, when I get the official score, I'll, I'll send it your way.
0: All right, Nick, we sure do appreciate you, man. I
1: appreciate it. All right, Have thanks. a good one.
0: All right, bye-bye. Bye. After I finished this episode with Nick, we continued talking on the phone for a little bit, and he wanted me to tell everyone that if you do decide to go to the Bankhead National Forest, There are wild hogs there, and he has been charged before, and he has been false charged, and even on this hunt that he just got through talking about, he had three wild hogs come in on him. So if you decide to go into the National Forest, remember, be careful, there are wild hogs there. And don't forget to follow us on all the social media, on Facebook and Instagram, and don't forget to go to your app store and download the free Podbean app and go to and go to your search bar, type in Alabama Sportsman and subscribe. That'll let you know anytime a, a new podcast comes out, it'll give you a notification and you can keep up to date with everything that's going on around the state of Alabama. I want to thank Nick Landers for being on the show today. I'm Jamie Sparks and this is the Alabama Sportsman Podcast.